What is up, everybody? Welcome to a holiday edition of Just Say It with Justin Martindale. I'm Justin Martindale, and we hope you are having a wonderful, festive season. Uh, I'm going to come clean. I am officially pickled. I have done the partying. I'm done. I'm spent. I can't do any more. With that being said, I have one more holiday party tonight, and that is it. It's been a very festive uh, holiday. What about you, John? Uh, I only ha- I'm still I'm only here for a year, so I was only invited to the to, to the comedy store holiday party, and it was perfect. I, I'm not a party person, so it just worked out perfectly. Was that your first? That was your first holiday party here? Out here, yeah. Oh. And it, it was it was exactly what I expected it to be. <laughs> what what did you what did you gather from it? Um, a bunch of people in the comedy store mm-hmm. doing things that they still do during the normal work night, just mm-hmm. without the customers. Right, with Santa hats on. Yeah, it was a whole thing. I mean, I such holidays uh, holiday parties included. I went to a chili night at my friend Emerson's uh, uh, place. Uh, he had like a holiday party. We did uh, Sarah Colonna's uh, holiday party, which had like a s'mores area. Can we, can we, you just brushed over that. What's a chili's night? I, I don't know. My friend made chili, oh. and there was like charcuterie and wine and and cocktails. It but wasn't like, a holiday party at Chili's. No. Okay. That's Ooh. that's where I'm like, you can't just brush over it. It was a Chili's party. It was a chili like cook off party holiday party got it however i am trashy enough that i would dive deep into a holiday party thrown at a chili's <laughs> that sounds awesome but also dangerous because dollar margaritas no thanks but yeah we went to sarah colonna's party then last night i went over to tim Dillon's house which was insane um just so much fun uh several comics were there i met megan trainer and I'm like friends with her now. And it was like, hey, come do my podcast so I might get Megan Trainer next year. Uh, but I always embarrass myself when I talk to celebrities because she was like, hi, I'm Megan. And I go, I know you from TikTok. And I was like, God damn it, Justin, why would you say that? Yeah, that's not a great intro. But then if I hadn't said that, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you fell on The Tonight Show. Yeah. But, then I but I'm like, also, I could have said, like, you're a, you know, a songwriter or like a, a you know, you have a hit song right now, you know? That's like running into OJ and saying, oh, I know you're from the murders. Right. Right. But she is on TikTok. She's killing it. That song is everywhere. I can have my Gucci on. I oh, is that that's her? Okay. Returns. Huh? I didn't know that was her. Yeah. That's her. Okay, got it. I made you look. Yep, that's her. She knows how to get in your head and stay there. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um... Tim had, you know, this beautiful tree, beautiful house, beautiful view of the city. I was like, wow, he did all this in like <laughs> a short amount of time. Good old COVID. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it goes to show you that podcasting can pay off. Some people thrived. Some people thrived during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a hot chocolate display or, a, or a, like a, a section. Like you could pour your own hot chocolate and mix schnapps and mush marshmallows and shit like that it was yeah, that's, awesome it's too fancy for me god uh uh lisa traeger and i laid on a bed while the fireplace was roaring <laughs> okay 
was really fun. Also, let's talk about etiquette, okay? Okay. <laughs> Holiday party etiquette. So last night I'm at this party and like Andrew Santino and I are talking. Whitney Cummings is is screaming off in a corner somewhere. Um, Benji Alflalo was there. Uh, Candace Thompson. It was just a, a really nice who's who of like comedy store people. It was just very very delightful. Annie Letterman, um, Esther Steinberg was there, lovely with her husband. But anyways, there's a girl there who I. When I first started doing stand-up, I'm not going to name her name, but she was really, still is, really funny, right? But she gave up stand-up to get married. She married this very wealthy guy, and um, now I think she has, like, two kids or something. So I haven't seen her in forever. I actually saw her a couple weeks ago. But when you see somebody at a holiday party, there's usually, like, booze involved, you know? Or maybe, like, some edibles or something. Drugs of some sort. Now, as the night's going on, I'm, I, I see this woman, and she comes up to me again, and she's like, oh, very Kim Cattrall. <laughs> she's like, oh, Justin. And this is what she says. When did you become so wide? <laughs> oh. I was like, what? Oh, my God. What do you mean, when did I become so wide? And she's like, yeah, you're just so thick. I was like, wait a minute. And she starts touching my chest. She starts like like doing this. Like she's just brushing up against my pectorals. And she's like, oh, Justin. She's like, when did this happen? What's going on here? And I'm like, this woman is getting horny for me. Still got it. Mind you, her husband's right next to her. And her husband starts saying, oh, yeah, she's she's into that. She likes that. <laughs> oh no. And I'm like, I'm gonna get key partied at a Christmas party. Uh, I was like, this this couple's about to throw a pineapple at me and like invite me to the white lotus and then like bone me, then throw me off a boat. So I'm like, okay, thinking in my head, A, stop, I'm getting uncomfortable. I don't want a me too Christmas. I want a hard candy Christmas, not yeah. a me too Christmas. So I start laughing about it at first, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. She's like, did you start working out? And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I worked out during COVID and stuff, and yeah, because she hasn't seen me since 2010 or 11 when I was a young, thin, spry twink, just hungry and ambitious <laughs> and didn't have a car, so I walked everywhere, <laughs> so I was always burning off calories. But then it gets to the point where I was just kind of like, okay, this is, let's, let's, let's relax. Let's calm down. Because then it kind of, every time I'd see her at the party, she'd be like, God damn, Justin. Oh. And maybe in the new year, I have to embrace my daddy era. Maybe she's right. Maybe there is something thick with me. <laughs> That's so weird. However, I put it in my head. If I was to go up to a woman and say, when did you become so wide? I would have been slapped into tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work both ways. <laughs> when did you become so wide? Wow. So there was that. I was flattered, but a little creeped out. But if she's listening to this, I'm totally fine and okay. It was very flattering. Or fattering. I don't know. Whatever you <laughs> want to call me these days. Anyways, um, to the Comedy Store Christmas party, they had the main room set up as a karaoke 
Let, let's be clear. They had it set up as a main room with some tables moved. Yes. They, yes. And then there was like a the, DJ. There, there was a whatever. mic on stage as there always is. And they just put a little screen with some words. And you get a who's who of just you know, comics, employees, and then just riffraff. Just people <laughs> who just walk in off the streets. There's no security. I look over and there's just someone digging through the trash and I'm like, do, are you, do you work here? And they're like, probably not. Did I tell you about those two girls that were there? I think I may have. Which ones? There was one girl that showed up. So I'm standing with me, Jeffrey Baldinger, someone, another door guy, I think Alex Young, and then Anthony Jeselnik and Liz, his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there's just a goth girl just walking in circles from room to room, room to room, looking around like she's legitimately lost. We, I stop her. I'm like, hey, are you okay? are you here with someone? Are you a comic? What's the deal? How'd you get in? She goes, oh, Paulie put me on the guest list for the show tonight. No show tonight. Yeah, no show tonight in any room. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay, this makes sense. Uh, she's looking for a show. She's at least looking around for something. She's like, there's got to be a show around here. Mm -hmm. No show. It's, a, it's All rooms are closed. The building's closed. It's a holiday party. Um, I said, where are you from? Like, are you from out here? Oh, no, I'm from Orange County. So now we've put together, she drove two hours from Orange County. To this. To this. Nightmare. Expecting yeah. to be on Paulie's guest list. <laughs> so I know Paulie, and as weird as Paulie is, he's not a creep. So yeah. like my first thought with a normal comic over here would be, oh, he sent her to a party to get trashed. She's going to be drunk, and then he'll show up, scoop her up, and that's just... And I'm not saying the comedy store, just the comics in general, they're creeps. <laughs> Not you, but like, thank you. This is this is a community problem that we're running into. Yeah. So I thought this girl was set up to just get drunk and then eventually go home with someone. Um, and then it turns out, I said to Richie, I said, Richie, where's uh, this, this girl's just w roaming the building looking for Polly? Polly's in La Jolla tonight. <gasps> also, what if he was like, She's been dead for five years. Like if it's that would have been great. Some goth girl just roaming so, <laughs> the halls. Oh, I would have loved that. So Polly was in like not even here. He was headlining La Jolla and she and was said, he, I'm gonna put you on the guest list to come see me. And she didn't know there were two comedy stores. She drove to the wrong comedy she, store. She drove to the oh, wrong comedy no, store. No, that sucks. Well, then, I hope she had fun. And then she invited she invited her friends. So now we have two people. Have no business being here, just roaming the party. Oh yeah, it was a it was a who's who of who's. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, there's a lot of people who like jump to a stage immediately <laughs> when they see a microphone, and sometimes they'll be like, you know what, I'm gonna do some stand up. I've always wanted to like get up and entertain people at a party. So you got some of those people, and then you uh, there was a karaoke guy. Now I walk in and I'm like, oh shit, and I'm right. I have the right amount of booze in me where I get karaoke confident. And I'm like, let's go. Everybody clearly has waited for me to take the stage <laughs> and sing a song that everyone can jam out to like, like the world is ending, you know? So I pick a song that's really going to tear the roof off of the comedy store. I pick Desiree's You Gotta Be, <laughs> uh, a classic banger from the 90s. It dealt with emotions and feelings and, you know, inspiration. And so I got up on the stage and I started singing. And then this girl who was dressed like an elf <laughs> um, is sitting in the front row and she has like a long candy cane with her and she grabs another mic and she starts singing with me 
And I said, no, madam, not this holiday party. And I think I looked at her and I was like, what the fuck? Who are you <laughs> in the well, middle? Of- well, no, it started out with you. You weren't even sure if you were hearing voices or if someone else was singing with you. Yeah. You're like, wait, what is that? Who yeah. is that? I was like, what? <laughs> you didn't know what was going on. I was like, I hear somebody and it's like, like, clearly I know the words to the song, but it was somebody who didn't and was just mumbling their own bullshit, (laughs) ruining my song. And I said, oh no, absolutely not. Um, However, it made me think that like, how funny would that be if like Desiree was singing that song and was like, who the fuck are you? She's (laughs) at that point. You gotta be, you gotta be, who the fuck are you? Uh, but yeah, it was a mess. It was a lot. It was a lot of uh, holiday parties. I, I'm glad to. Uh, it was very nice seeing everybody and being grateful, you know, to kind of like all be together and, and reflect on a wild and crazy year. And with that being said, uh, I hope you guys have a happy holiday season and be safe. Um, don't kill one another uh, in your own family or out in the real world um, because everyone's insane right now. And. I just want to kick this podcast off with a really fun story that came my way. There was a Christmas script. We've talked about some Hallmark movies. We've talked about Candace Cameron Bure. We've talked about Lindsay Lohan. Um, the Hallmark Christmas movie era genre is coming to a close this Christmas. Um, and this article came my way. Um, someone gave a bot, an AI a whole bunch of Hallmark genres. Uh, And this bot flipped all of that and learned how to write a Hallmark Christmas movie, and it cracks me up. So let me just read a little bit of the article for, uh, for you guys. If you watch enough hours of Hallmarks or Lifetimes or Netflix Christmas, Christmas movies, you'll start to see a pattern. There's a recently widowed mother or a driven career woman who loses track of the true meaning of Christmas due to a dead husband and or a demanding boss only to be saved by a Christmas miracle, usually in the form of a man with a seasonal issue to work out, you know, maybe like a cabin that can't afford the rent or a tree farm that just might be belly up after this season. Um, Christmas carols are sung, childhood flashbacks, snow and magical snow globes usually make an appearance too. So when this woman, um, here, go back up to the, so when uh, Keaton Patty claims to have fed his bot 1,000 hours of Hallmark Christmas movie scripts and asked it to write its own, it's no surprise that it churned out a plot involving a single mother Single mother refilling snow globes with Christmas juice while thinking that her twins need double dad. So I'm going to (laughs) read the script for the Hallmark Christmas movie bot. Okay, so this is entitled The Christmas on Christmas. And the lead characters are a single mother and a businessman. And this is made with over a thousand hours of Hallmark uh, stuff shoved into this robot's face. So interior small town snow globe refillery. (laughs) We see a single mother refilling snow globes with Christmas juice. She is widow. Her husband died in every war. (laughs) Single mother. I refill globes better than Jesus Claus, yet still my twins are dad free. Why? They need double dad. 
businessman enters the shop. He wears clothes that cost money. His hands are briefcases, and he's hallmark hot. Single mother. Hi. Do your snow globes lack wet? Hurry. Christmas attacks soon. Businessman has flashback to when he was business boy. A Christmas tree explodes. His family on purpose. He now hates trees and Christmas and explosions. He exits the flashback. Shut your sound. I am from huge city. I bought your land and am turning it into an oil resort. Single mother. Rude behavior. This is a family business. I sell families. I am <laughs> widow. My husband is now bones. <laughs> This is what we're going to see on Candace Cameron's uh, channel. This is amazing. This is the American. I sell families. This is what I want. <laughs> Single mother points to her husband's bones in the corner of the room. They are all gift wrapped in eggnog. Businessman, all of my wives are bones. That is America. But I must make money for my twins to live. They are a prince. Single mother, I too own twins. Please don't have bought my land. Christmas is today. Businessman, laugh. I bought Christmas and now it is never, unless we go on dates. Single mother, I cannot date because of a snow curse. I pray Santa helps me. Santa cannot help. She did not know, but Santa was her husband. Santa is bones. Bones help nobody. And finish. I mean, if that is not art, I don't know what is. I smell Emmy. Hallmark, take notes. I thought that was a dark turn of penniless fortune <laughs> with enough drive and dreams and ambition, but with bones. His wife is bones. His wife is bones. Speaking of bones, this lady won a lot of bones. Okay. There's nothing I hate more than like a white elephant gift exchange. Do you agree? What is that? What? What's a white elephant gift exchange? Oh my God, John! It's Christmas. We do Santa. We, I, I'm a Jew, but we do secret. Oh, right. Santa, we do secret Santa. I've never done white elephant. Sounds white racist. elephant is like. First of all, I don't know why it's called a white elephant. Um, I I uh, I don't see color. I <laughs> I don't see. I don't understand what why it's called. A white elephant, um, but it's a thing where you like bring a gift and then you like go around and like people can take it. So if it's like in a big box and it's like just a gift card and you can exchange it, you could be like, "Oh, I want this one. Oh, I'm gonna take John's present." Oh, it's, uh, we know it, we know it as something else. It's, there's a different name that I've what do heard. you call it's the it? Same thing. It's the same thing. It's basically you don't like your gift, you could take someone else's gift, trade it in. Yeah. So it's like a Christmas exchange, yeah. whatever. But this bitch, oh, she took the right gift. Christmas is less than a week out, which means coworkers across the country are swapping gifts through office exchanges. And one lucky woman, a, a lady in Kentucky, participated in her local office white elephant swap. She received a prize much better than most. Lori Janes works as an office manager and treatment coordinator at the Harmon Dental in Louisville, Kentucky. She was partaking last week in her office's annual holiday white elephant exchange and was initially bummed when a coworker stole the $25 TJ Maxx gift card she was holding on during the amusing holiday gift swap. 
after having her TJ Maxx card stolen, Jane's decided to grab another colleague's $25 worth of Kentucky lottery scratch-off tickets. Since the lottery tickets had already been stolen once before, see, because you just keep stealing, Jane's decision to steal the scratchers made them hers, as gifts can only be exchanged twice under the white elephant rules. Once the tickets got to me, it was done and mine to keep, she told the Lottery Commission. That's when everyone was telling me to scratch them off. She won $50 on her first scratch-off play. Already a big winner in the office white elephant, Jane decided to scratch off the second ticket, and that's when her luck really turned. The $10 hit the jackpot scratch-off lived up to the ticket's name as Jane's ticket hit the game's top prize of $175,000. She's going to be thrilled leaving that Marshalls that she works at. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, TJ Maxx who? Jane uh, wasn't afforded the option of remaining anonymous under the Kentucky law. Yeah, when you scratch off $175,000 at your white elephant party, full squid game. Anything well, goes. <laughs> that's because t Kentucky's in so much debt that she now can buy Kentucky. Mm-hmm. What if she did? She's like, you're all fired, and now I hire you all. You all work for me. I own 10% of this company. Um, yeah, so her holiday season shaping up to be one of her more memorable ones. Uh, Kentucky lottery officials say the odds of a $10 hit the jackpot scratcher hitting the jackpot is 1 in 1,080,000. It was a $25 gift exchange, and she won 175000 she said. Okay, don't rub it in everyone's face. But pretty badass, right? Yeah. I, oh, I at the end, it says she has been murdered by her coworkers. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, no. Tis the season. They ripped her apart, <laughs> stole, her, <laughs> stole her winning lottery ticket. No, it's, it's kind of amazing. I mean, that is a lot of money to win in one scratch off. However, it's another thing to spend a lot of money on something... <sighs> Ridiculous? That's fair. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. So, comedian Gabriel Iglesias, also known as Fluffy, who is very well off, uh, a very, very uh, wealthy comedian, was in the news this week because he spent $100,000 on a lavish quinceanera, wait for it, for his chihuahua, complete with performers three outfit changes, and a puppuccino station. Can you uh, elaborate on that last one? A puppuccino station. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it is a Starbucks for dogs. That's like, what, yeah. So Tim Dillon had a hot chocolate station. Gabriel Iglesias upped it to a puppuccino station. Now... He threw his chihuahua a lavish quinceanera party with over 300 guests, including other dogs, that cost a whopping $100,000. Uh, 
The comedian gave fans a behind-the-scenes look at the celebration that was held on November 12th on Instagram and TikTok, where he shared a video of himself pushing his four-pound pooch in a custom carriage. Party of the year for uh, all for my little princess. Uh, she's given me so many years of happiness. I just wanted to celebrate her. I even wore pants. Okay, here's the thing. The story we just did, she won $175,000. Yeah. This guy just spent 100000 on his dog's birthday party. Yes. It's insane. This is why I'm with... I, I, is I, this mental illness? Yes, and I'm with Bernie. People, <laughs> people shouldn't be rich anymore. Enough with this. This is nonsense. Yeah. They, they, they have people living on the streets. This is Exactly. This is insane. Yes. This is an L.A. thing. I think it's an L.A. thing, but it's also just like. It's mental illness. Well, hold on. Some people have dog babies. Some people have like, you know. That's the, mental illness. My fur babies. Do you. Well, you're right. I could, I could, <laughs> st I could start. Call, I could start. I like a lot of the comics that, that come in with their dogs. I don't like the dogs. I like the comics. It's mel It's mental illness. Well, think about it this way. Do you remember the show My Super Sweet 16 on MTV? Yes. They One were... of the best shows ever yeah. on television. It needs to come back. There's so many shows that need to come back um, from the early 2000s. And my, my friend Jeffrey Mixed uh, on Instagram, I follow him. He's amazing. He posts clips of The Starlet with Vivica Fox and like Faye Dunaway. Um are you gay? It was like a dating show where the girl had to pick like the straight guy out of the gay guys. I mean, so many trash shows, but super sweet 16 was the best. Cause it was like, it's my 16th birthday. I want five Lamborghinis like, like that excessiveness, but that's a person, but some people don't have kids. Some people have fur babies. So is it okay for like, say you have more money than God and you're like, you know what? It's my dog's birthday. They don't even know they exist. You know, but let's throw it up. I mean, a quinceanera is 15 years old. That's a 15-year-old dog. Yeah, so. he, here's the thing. I I have, I have, don't have respect for a $100,000 dog party, but also I don't have respect for a $500 baby's first birthday party. R well, not a 500. Like, that's when it's like, yeah, you're it, talking like... Like $500 for your baby's first birthday and they don't, they don't know. They don't even know. They don't know what's going on. Oh, when there's like a full like dress code, like, like fucking Kylie Jenner's like birthday parties for yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? But like down the line, the baby will be able to, the, the, the baby when she's in high school will be like, you didn't do anything for the first five years of my birthdays. Like that, they'll, they'll eventually grow into a civilized, hopefully civilized human that understands like if they had a good childhood or not, this dog will not know that you did not throw it a quinceanera. Yeah. So, I mean, also this dog is said to believe uh, to be between the ages of 16 and 17. So technically it's not a quinceanera. You're just lying. Did he buy him a car? Probably. Yeah. I he mean, says, I've had dogs since I was a kid and this is the only girl dog I've ever had. Uh, since I've had her from day one, she's always been in my hoodie. She's always been in my jacket. We're very close. This Careful, mental, don't mental roll over her in your yeah. bed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's like, she's very close to me. Be careful there. Oh, gee, That's mental illness. But also, like, what if you're a guest at that party? Do you just kind of go along with it? And you're like, this is so fun. 
I mean, <laughs> and also, does it smell? Is there just like dog? Yeah, of course, it everywhere? smells. Uh, uh, that that's my nightmare. And I love dogs. I'm a big dog person, but it's like, I'm not. I'm not a pet person. I don't trust any animals. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But let's go. Let's go to this next story because we are saying that this dog is technically not. A 15-year-old dog. It's 16 or 17. South Korea's getting on board with this because South Koreans are now getting a year younger. Parliament rules. What does that even mean? Stay with me, John. Here we go. <laughs> You're not getting any younger unless you live in South Korea. South Koreans will soon become a year or two younger following an official change to the country's age-counting system. On Thursday, the country's parliament, called the National Assembly, passed a set of bills requiring the use of the international age-counting system, where age is based on birth date. South Korea currently uses three age-counting systems, but most citizens abide by the quote-quote Korean age, where a person is one year old as soon as they are born and gain one year on every New Year's Day. And a baby born on December 31st would be considered two years old the next day. Whoa. The change will go into effect this coming June. So technically, babies born from now until then could still go by the traditional Korean age system. While a majority of South Koreans go by the Korean age, most seem to support the move to the more widely used system where a person is zero on the day they are born and gain a year every birthday. Yeah, because that's how numbers work. You're one year old when you've lived for a year. No, but not in South Korea. Jesus so it's like if you're Christ. born. So technically, I am 25. Nope, that's not how that math works. Um, wait, I have a, <laughs> I have a question. So if you're... <laughs> If you're born December 31st, you're two. You're two the next day. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wait. But I mean, isn't that, I mean, think about that. Like, think about leap year trash. You know, like those people. Have yeah. you ever met a leap year person? Yeah. It, but it, do they do like leap year birthdays? They do it. They, I'm four. No, you're not, bitch. Like, real, like you know. Oh, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. No, or my, they're just, they just kind of count. My friends it. move it to the, to the next available date. So they celebrate. So it's kind of the same thing. Absolutely like, not. There's a difference between four days and 365 days. Four years. Four days. I mean, leap year, if you're born, what, what's it, to the 20... The 29th. The 29th. So what, one day? Doesn't it end the 20... The earliest would be the 28th. If you're born on the 29th, you're only off by a day. Yeah, but that... So after after 36 years, at most, you've been off by nine, nine days, I guess? Yeah, you're nine years old. No, that's not... Uh, if you're skipping... No, but you don't skip the whole year. You skip four. No, they're just yes. you, you're just take you're just not you're skipping one day every year. So in in four years you're only skipping three days. Mm-hmm. This is different. This is you're born the thirty first. You turn two the day after. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, even if you're born the twenty fifth and you six days later, seven days later, you turn two. Mm-hmm. This is off. But also, I don't understand what this is for. Also, you think you think this is a good thing? Like to me, number like age is just a number. Okay. I, okay, that sounds like I'm trying to do some crystalline yeah. shit. Nope. No, no, <laughs> um, no. Like I mean, meaning, <laughs> meaning, I would love to look 25 yes. if I'm 40. I don't want to lie about the number of my age. It's just a number. You are how, like to me. If you, you are how you feel. Nah, but you look a certain age. So now. 
when you're 25, you're going to look t- 26 or 27 yeah. based on when you're born. So like you're going to look way older than you actually are. And like even for actors and, and all that, they it, can't, it matters how you look. That's yeah. why all the kids on the CW are 35 playing 15. Like, right. The looks matter more than the actual number. I don't know what the fuck they're doing in South Korea. Well, and also this would never work in L.A. because everyone's 29. Everyone's 29. Yeah, everyone's yeah. 29. Like, that's it. Sorry. But yeah. like, we applaud you, South Korea. Good for you. Yeah. Like your face is falling off. Yeah. Well, that that, that was my 29th birthday gift seven years ago. Yeah. All right. Well. This next story, let's get into some astrology. Now, I am a huge fan of Rasputin. <laughs> Very common. <laughs> if you don't know who Rasputin is, he was like the, the fortune teller for the Romanov family. Watch Anastasia. We've talked about it. Um, so I love, I love like, here's what 2023 will bring. You know what I mean? You always hear those stories of like, beware the, uh, the month of April, you know, you're like, for what? So this guy, um, and he is making his predictions for 2023. By the way, he's also, uh, taking, um, credit for predicting COVID. So let's just see how that goes. Let's see what he has to Tell us for what's in store in the year 2023. His name is Nicolas Aoujula, a self-proclaimed psychic from London, reveals his political and pop culture predictions for 23. So he's also credited. Here's some some uh, some street cred he's got for forecasting President Donald Trump's election loss. Um as well as the unprecedented fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. He also had a hunch about Kim Kardashian's divorce from Kanye West and Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's explosive Oprah interview. Now he's got his sights on 2023. He's got eight visions he has for the new year. (laughs) Eight, just eight. From tough times in Britain to heartbreak for Madonna. I know. <laughs> so he says a major a major British structure will burn. He believes uh oh, oh we got some backstory. Here we go. This guy believes he was an Egyptian queen and a lion in his past lives. He also held a $100,000 party for his chihuahua. <laughs> he shared premonitions centered around the UK's diplomacy and democracy that involve a concerning blaze engulfing a royal palace. Or presidential building. He hinted the public could stage a coup to oust leaders. Well, it's almost January. <laughs> Why not? His second prediction is that the royal family's popularity and income will decline. So he says they're not going to be popular anymore. King Charles III will ascend to the throne in September following the death of his mother. With the new year, the royal family faces the release of Prince Harry's memoir, Spare. Due out in uh, January 10th. King Charles will also experience health issues around his heart or circulation. His red chafed palms raised eyebrows in September after he endured several days of shaking hands with citizens during his mother's death. The economic crisis will stretch longer. Okay, that's a no-brainer. I mean, it just seems like these are big generalizations. Well, hold on there. Oh, boy. We've got... uh, Number five, which is the Conservative Party will suffer crisis in the summer in Britain. 
Um, he's, uh, it says the Conservative Party will have another crisis in the summer. Great. A British cyclist will break a record. Oh, that's a good that that if that happens, we know this is real. Wait, listen, listen to this premonition. I see someone with a British flag on a bike that's broken some kind of record. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> okay. Number seven, we have. Who? Yeah. Madonna will experience some sorrow. I know. He says. I feel like she's going to be having a tough year ahead of her, whose physical appearance as of late has shocked fans. Justin, you could have predicted that. I easily <laughs> predicted this back in the spring, like episode two of this podcast. Number eight, finally, Beyonce could question her relationship. He said, Beyonce may be going through a bit of a change into transition in her life, and she could question her relationship. Okay. He also sees public figures using their platforms to help society. All I could see was the full Monty. It sounds quite lighthearted, but it was actually to raise awareness about testicular cancer. Oh, he says that we're all going to be just, well, that's only fans. In early 2020, he predicted Paris Hilton would announce she's having a baby. Lindsay Lohan would fall into a scandal and Jennifer Aniston would start a significant new relationship. Paris Hilton has not given birth. While Aniston said recently she'd love a new relationship, Lohan, meanwhile, has scandals on the daily. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I think her latest scan his scandal was that damn pilk, Pepsi milk bullshit. So oh, this guy doesn't know anything, but good for him for getting an article. Uh, it, it's infuriating that that's the news, but at the same time, it's the New York Post. So what do you expect? Oh, well. Going from the New York Post, we have this one. A lot of people sent me this article. They were like, please talk about this on the podcast. And I said, say no more, fam. We're going into it. Now, I have not read this article. All I have read is the headline. But I'm here for it because it reads, two-year-old rescued after being swallowed by a hippo. Ah, I live. Now, hippos are having a moment. Um, as someone who has been recently called wide... Uh, <laughs> I've been called wide recently. This this hippo trend is on. Uh, Joe Rogan actually posted a video. Uh, a, there was this guy in a boat, and a hippo is like underwater, and they're really really fast. Also, my favorite Instagram account, Nature Is Metal, shout out, shows like hippos on the daily, just like tearing crocodiles apart and like being dicks. I think they're just assholes, hippos. So. Obviously, they're attacking children now. A hippo has attacked a two-year-old boy in Uganda, swallowing half of his body before spitting him out. A statement from the Uganda police force said on Friday, the child was attacked on December 4th um, in the southwest part of the country. The boy, named by Ugandan police as Iga Paul, has been playing at his home uh, by Lake Katwe. It took the bravery of one... Crispas Bagonza, who was nearby, to save the boy after he stoned the hippo. This is some Africa shit. And scared it, <laughs> causing it to release the victim from its mouth. The boy was taken to a nearby clinic for injuries on one hand and later transferred to Buera Hospital for further treatment, the statement added. The child has now been discharged after making a full recovery. Yay! He also received a vaccine for rabies. Yeah, no one wants hippo rabies at Christmas. 
before using uh, before being backhanded or being handed back to his parents by the police. Although the hippo was scared back into the lake, all residents near animal sanctuaries and habitats should know that wild animals are very dangerous. Instinctually, wild animals see humans as a threat, and any interaction can cause them to act strangely or aggressively. Known as one of the most dangerous animals on the planet, hippos can snap a canoe in half with their strong jaws. How humiliating. Like to go back to school the next day, you got swallowed by a hippo. <laughs> I see it differently, John. <laughs> this kid's going to be a hero. He's going to be called Hippo Kid. Hippo He's Boy. He's going to be Hippo Kid, but also this is like in Uganda. So they're like, the boy who escaped the jaws of the hippo. Oh, you that's know? true. Yeah, He, he can't... will be worshipped as a god. <laughs> I've been traumatized by New York sco- schools. Yeah, you're like, hey, yeah. Hippo Kid. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't like American spring break where you get, you know, where you're like that one girl in, you know, high school that they're like, hey, hot dog girl, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, oh, boy. You can't be... <laughs> I heard what you did last summer, hot dog girl. You shut up. You shut up. You don't know nothing about me. No, I think this is Hippo Kid, but I think it's going to be like, he's the only person to survive the jaws of the hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, well, they'll probably make him a god. Like, he, they appreciate, like, oh, there's a reason he was spared. Here's the thing. One of my favorite videos around the fall <laughs> is the hippos at the zoo being fed the pumpkins. Have you seen that? No. <sighs> they feed these pump. They feed like full, like big ass pumpkins, and they throw them in the hippo's mouth, and they just, just crush it. Like he said, it can crush a canoe. So this kid was released from the hospital. He survived the mighty jaws of the hippo. Bless his heart. That's amazing. So we have one kid who survived the jaws of a hippo. We are now turning stories to. Trash America, <laughs> because this child could not survive being cyberbullied for a whole year by their own mother. Oh, my God. So it's really tough being a teen in today's times. Sure, you have the convenience of technology at your fingertips, but you also have to deal with living in a society that is utterly addicted to said tech. Navigating pimples, puberty, and crushes were difficult enough before social media hit the scene. With the advent of TikTok and Instagram, modern teenagers often bring the social hierarchy of high school home with them. Now, as this uh, story goes... When a teen experiences cyberbullying, they can usually turn to their parents for guidance on the matter. However, if you have a mom like Kendra Lakari, that decision would make the situation even worse. In the post linked above, you can learn about Lakari, who is responsible for cyberbullying her daughter for an entire year. Oh. This woman was charged earlier this week with two counts of stalking a minor, two counts of using a computer to commit the crime, and another count of obstruction of justice. According to FBI investigators, Lakari targeted her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend since last December and attempted to cover up her acts by filing a complaint with the Beale City Schools Administration. Around that time, Lakari worked as a girls basketball coach at the school, and at the end of the season, she was asked not to return due to coaching changes. School district officials said the cyberbullying occurred off of school grounds and the school's devices were not used. They, decide, they decided to involve local authorities to look into the case as the harassment started in early 21. 
They said the investigation was intense since Lakari allegedly used slang to make it seem like the catfish was the same age as her daughter. Whoa. Wow. I mean, I guess the goal here was to report bullying and then sue the school. Yeah. Bullied your own daughter. How weird is that? Not pr- not, not that weird in white trash America. I guess so. Good God. Bullying builds character. All right. We've got two more stories. Um, but I have to talk about my favorite Christmas movie. Once again, Titanic. 25th anniversary this week. And I'm not going to go on and on and on and on about it. However, I did not know this. Did you know this story? No clue. Um, so... It was supposed to be the last day of filming Titanic in Nova Scotia, and James Cameron realized something had gone awry. Standing in the middle of the set he had been working on for weeks, he couldn't find his way out. He was feeling, quote, suddenly and very distinctly woozy. By the end of the night, there would be crew members conga dancing and racing wheelchairs through a hospital corridor, and the chowder was to blame. I feel like we just fed a bot, like, a whole bunch of stories, because that's what I just read from Vanity Fair. Of all the legends that have grown around the production of Titanic at the time, the most expensive movie ever made, the case of the poison chowder is the most spectacular. All the more so because it remains an unsolved mystery. 20 years after Titanic opened in theaters, 25 actually, no one knows for sure who laced the chowder with PCP or why. I know why. Why? To have some fun. My God, you can't just poison chowder? In Titanic? So it was the night of August 8th, 1996, and the cast and crew all got fucked up. They were ready to wrap up the scenes in Nova Scotia and move on to Mexico, where a massive reproduction of the ship was waiting on an outdoor soundstage in Baja. Uh, The crew broke for lunch around midnight. A local catering company had provided, among other options, chowder. So some people obviously ate the food and went, you know what? I'm not feeling that well. 60 people ate the chowder. It didn't take long for the effects to take hold. Cameron, who initially thought the shellfish might have contained paralytic shellfish neurotoxin, which is very dangerous, stepped away from the set to vomit. Um, And then he says, I'm standing at the monitors near the cameras and the room is empty. It was like the Twilight Zone. (laughs) So they're all tripping balls. Some people were laughing, some people were crying, and some people were throwing up. One minute I felt okay, the next minute I felt so goddamn anxious I wanted to breathe in a paper bag. Cameron was feeling the same way. Um, Cameron remembers a Russian-Canadian PA who was working as a translator on set, summing it up succinctly. He says, I feel toxic and beside myself. So eventually they got put in cubicles, curtains around us. No one wanted to stay in their cubicles. Everyone was in the aisles jumping into other people's cubicles. People had a lot of energy. Some were in wheelchairs flying down the hallways. Everyone was high. So. I mean, this explains what, what happened to the Titanic. Yeah, no kidding. If the boat's sinking, eat the chowder. Just start. Yeah. <laughs> just go for it. Um, however, do not do that if you are in a... Um, God, this story scared the shit out of me. Still does. It happened a couple days ago. 36 people were injured, some seriously, after severe turbulence on a Hawaiian Airlines flight. Now, as someone who's traveling tomorrow night, we're taping two episodes now for you guys. Uh, The New Year's wrap-up will be next with John Hill. But this story, I'm just like, oh, my God. 
There in uh, this plane encountered severe turbulence on a flight from Phoenix to Honolulu. 11 patients were in serious condition. Honolulu Emergency Medical Services said in a statement, among those transported was a 14-month-old child. Ah! Serious head injuries, lacerations, bruising, loss of uh, loss of consciousness. Um, I did see some of the videos where people were posting on TikTok where the whole aisles were just trashed. The, the turbulence occurred 15 to 30 minutes before the plane landed in Honolulu, carrying 278 passengers. Mass casualty emergency. Uh, God. And I guess it was just some rogue air fart. I don't know. You're about to land and all of a sudden it's like, oh, God. Ugh. See, that would be me. I wouldn't be able to. I'd, I, I'm that person. Like if there's a big bump in the air or something, I'm like, ha. Ah! Like I just, and everyone's like, shut up. Be cool. I'm like, ah. Oh. I can't do it. That's why I do red eyes. It's like I'm in a coma. That's what I'm doing. Red eye. I am in a coma. You could you could actually shoot the shoot the plane out of the sky. I will not know until we hit the ground. Oh my god. That I mean that must be terrifying. I hope everyone's okay. And I didn't mean to freak everybody out, but I mean we are traveling for the holidays, so I'm just saying like be careful. No, I and think that was a great story to bring up right before everybody starts traveling. You're welcome. <laughs> should we should we do a review of Final Destination? Oh no? God, no. Okay, we'll leave that one out. Oh, that's, that that's one's too much. So, oh. That's too much. Whew. Okay, but I will end on this story um, because I feel like it is the holidays, um, and this is a warning from doctors out there. Doctors are saying, don't masturbate with ornaments. I know the holidays are around um, the corner, and they can be lonely. That's good advice. Whatever you do, don't pick up that candy cane ornament and go to town on it. Um, a United Kingdom doctor is raising eyebrows across social media by warning people of the dangers of masturbating with ornaments come Christmas time. No pun intended, <laughs> which is apparently an actual trend. It is not advisable to masturbate with Christmas ornaments, Dr. Sarah Welch, a gynecologist, told Need to Know Online. She was listing the dildos and don'ts. Uh <laughs> the dildos. The, the dildos. The dildos and don'ts of the scandalous Yuletide tradition, which I did not know this was a tradition. No, I. you know what? I saw Home Alone, and you know what happened when Marv stepped on an ornament? It yeah. shattered. Yeah. It, like, went through his foot. Yeah. Um. So the doctor's saying, don't masturbate with Christmas ornaments. Uh. This is a tradition, apparently, which these people hospitalized after getting frisky with everything from, wait for it, you guys, glass baubles to candy canes. Indeed, trying to make Christmas come early with ornaments is apparently hazardous to one's health. Christmas ornaments can have sharp aspect or pieces that can break during masturbation, which can cause soreness, the risk of trauma, and are just generally unsuitable for your vagine. In other words, leave your elf on the shelf. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. It's, if it's someone a- is putting that sweet baby elf on a shelf, up there, hoo-ha. Yeah. Elf on the shelf. Not great. You don't deserve Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Even Christmas confections pose a threat due to the hygiene issues. Um, sugar and candy canes, uh, the gyno, here, go back. 
the gyno warned holiday pleasure hunters. Anything with sugar in it, such as confectionery, should also be stayed away from. Um, refraining from pleasuring oneself, these so-called sexmas toys might seem like a no-brainer. However, this unfortunate phenomenon is more common than one would think. God, inserting glass bobbles and even turkey basters in themselves. Meanwhile, a social media post in a paramedic Facebook group described instances of holiday hornballs improvising with a candy cane and tree decoration, along with photos showing the graphic x-rays from each. These x-rays show a candy cane and a Christmas tree ball ornament stuck in rectums. You know, I mean, look, for the if holidays. you guys are listening to this, look at the watch the video, which will be out Monday. It looks like the killer from I Know What You Did Last Summer just... <laughs> Just the hook the, hand, the hook fisherman. Yeah. First of all, why are you going f hook first? Yeah, he he goes hook first into this person's abdomen. Oh God! It looks like a fishing hook is in there, and like there's no way to get out. Putting the hoe in holidays. That being said, if we came up with a like maybe we we, we Shark Tank this elf in yourself, elf in your shelf, elf in yourself, elf in yourself. Oh, we would make a killing apparently in the UK at least. <laughs> Justin's done. This year's over. Not an elf. Because, no, but then you have no. Then we have confusion because we have an elf in yourself and an elf on a shelf. What's the confusion? I know what the, the difference. One's is. made for your body, and like, what if the kids are like, "Mommy, what happened to the elf on the shelf?" And she's like, "Oh God, that's mommy's other friendly elf." Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot. So what guys, is that? What's that second one? That looks like an orb. That looks like. Oh, a, that's the ornament. That's, that's the uh, a snow globe. On like ornament. That looks like a and snow if there's globe. nothing terrifying, I'm sorry I'm ending with this. There was a video from the early 2000s called Guy with a Mason Jar. Uh, yep, I remember that. Back in the two girls, one cup days. Yep. Uh, horrifying. Guys, don't shove ornaments up your butt. Wait, okay? is this a girl? Is this per someone who shoved something? This in is the doctor. Oh, that's the doctor. Yeah. I was like, like, she looks like she has herself together. I don't think she's shoving things inside her. Oh, poor lady. It's so awful. It's so awful. Well, guys... Thank you so much for joining us this week on Just Say with Justin Martindale. You guys are awesome. I hope you guys have a fantastic Hanukkah. Have a fantastic Christmas. And we, we will see you next year with the year-end wrap-up with John Hill coming out in uh, the next week. So you guys come back. We have an amazing countdown for you guys. Some of the best pop culture moments and stories of the year. And as always, you guys stay safe. Thank you guys. Like, subscribe, leave a review, and we will see you next time here on Just Saying with Justin Martindale. Bye! Ow, my candy cane!